Hey, Alexa, what crap did John Hicks say this week on the radio? I'm sure I don't want to hear it, but I'm interested to find out. Helping you solve the retirement puzzle. Welcome to The Retirement Solution with John Hicks. Here with John Hicks, I'm Jennifer Perry. And this week, we're continuing our series on some of the secrets in the financial world. But good luck with the next topic here this week, John. We're talking life insurance secrets, and I'm not sure how you're going to make this sexy. I mean, <laughs> most of us oh, think of that pesky life insurance dude who, you know, showed up at the door a long time ago, sold you a policy. But uh, oh. we think about, too, the death benefits, which, okay, none of us wants to actually think about that. But you say, actually, there's some secrets out there in the life insurance industry that we could be using today. Life insurance is one of the most annoyingly talked about subjects on the planet. Everyone hates it. You know, listen yeah. to uh, to Dave Ramsey. Oh, life insurance is terrible and all this kind of stuff. When you think about it, the fact it's even called life insurance is kind of stupid um, <laughs> because you have to be dead for it to pay out. So yeah. it should be called death insurance, right? But here's the reason why we're going to talk about it. Believe it or not, when you actually study the world's richest people, the most successful, the wealthiest, Believe it or not, guys, these people have a ton of life insurance in their portfolios. I mean, I was kind of like taken back by how much of this stuff uh, that I did not know until about eight or nine years ago when we started trying to figure out how did the Rockefellers become the Rockefellers or the Vanderbilts become the Vanderbilts? How did these people do it? You know, what did they do differently? And amazingly enough, one of the greatest things that they did was transfer of wealth. So we've been talking about taxes, right? You know, Mm -hmm. a little bit over the course of the show. Taxes are a way for the government to take money out of our pocket so that we don't have it to give it to the next generation. So when you think about that at a very simple level, if you understand estate planning well or trust planning or longevity planning or legacy planning, the whole point is how do we get money to the next generation the most efficiently? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, life insurance is one of those things that pop up in almost every single plan. Now, here, huh. hear me out real quick. I thought this was crap. I thought this was a lie. I thought this was a ruse put on by the insurance industry to just blind us all into buying a whole bunch of crap we don't need. We got to be dead in order to get anything out of it. It turns out, that's not exactly quite it. So we're going to go through some of these secrets because as I found these things out, I was a little uh, little surprised. Okay. So first of all, the richest people out there probably own more insurance than anyone else. Uh, earlier in another segment, we talked about Warren Buffett and how he owns 11 different insurance companies. So not only do the insurance companies make money for him, but he understands the business model because they are useful and worthwhile for the entire economy. So insurance is very interesting. So first of all, wealth transfer. This can give you a tax-free benefit for not only your surviving spouse or your heirs, but there is no generational skipping tax. Ah, big Mm -hmm. one, especially if you saved over two or three or four, 10 or $30 million. And believe me, there's a lot of you out there that have done this. I've met you and it's pretty impressive. But most every one of those guys out there that I've seen that have a really good plan, they got some form of life insurance in there that's going to ensure that of that 10, 20, 30 million dollars, it's going to the next generation completely tax free. That is huge. Not sexy, but it's impressive to know. Number two, you can actually use insurance correctly. Now, there's a lot of people out there hawking junk. Please don't buy that stuff. But if you understand the theory, if you do not have a pension at your employer, if you're not given one, and I can't tell you how many people that I've run into, they're the happiest people I've ever met in my life for one reason. They got a pension that comes in like clockwork 
every month. They can set their clock by it, and they know they're going to be paid at that certain day. My grandfather was one of these. Yeah. You know, he, he actually had a federal and a state pension plus Social Security. So when my grandfather passed away, he had nearly $9,000 a month that went into that bank account every single month, no matter what. Wow. And when nice. he passed away, my grandmother got to keep every single penny of that. And every time I tell that story, people are like, man, I wish I had that. Well, you can use some insurance strategies to do exactly that. Huh. So if you don't have a pension from your company, you can, believe it or not, create a personal pension or that income stream can last your whole life. It can last your spouse's entire life and done correctly with certain techniques. It can actually last for your entire beneficiary base until the money's finally depleted long, long, long from now. I know that we had a gentleman on the show a few weeks ago, David Wood, who talked about potentially one of the more interesting things we've ever seen, but how can you give an income stream to last generations, even grandkids or even great grandkids? Yeah. And they get a check every month. Every single month. Yeah. And here's what sung to me on that. He said, John, not only are they getting some money every month, that little memo section, we write in, hey, this is from Poppy and Nana. You know, this is from Gigi and Grandma. Aww. You know, in those things, it's like, man, you know, talk about the gift that keeps giving. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. So anyway, although not sexy, those are things that insurance could potentially do. Now, here's a big one that most people are not aware of. It's not necessarily appropriate for all of us, but you can actually insure your securities portfolio against losses. Okay. okay. Now, there's a cost to this sometimes, and so you really have to do the math. You've got to find out if it's worth it or not. But you could actually insure your securities portfolio, guys like your mutual funds and things like that. You could actually insure those against loss if you wanted to, and you often get a choice. Do you want to insure it to zero losses? Some people want to do that. Or you can actually control a certain amount of losses if you want. Now, again, those are strategy-based. You really okay. got to find out if they're worthwhile. But think about it. Man, if you're worried that you could lose your money in a market downturn, what you actually have the opportunity to insure your portfolio against loss. Should we do it? Eh, it depends. You got to talk to your finance guy, mm-hmm. but, but it's out there and it's available. So the insurance can actually do that. Now, one of the other things that we've recently run into, because there are a ton of small business owners that hear the show, ton of you guys call in all the time, always with completely different challenges you're facing. I know I'm a small business owner too. Yeah, I face very it. similar things, mm-hmm. but one of the amazing things that we can learn, and I've done this myself, I've done it two different ways in my own practice is I use insurance myself to fund potentially a buy sell agreement. So for instance, one day I want to sell my business. Okay. And I don't know yet who I'm going to sell it to. But if I create an insurance policy that I can pay into, I can actually use someone else to fund that policy once I've stepped out to pay out my beneficiaries from the sale of my property. They don't have to come up with $10 million to buy me out or $5 million or whatever my company's worth. They don't have to come up with the cash out of pocket if these things are properly structured. Okay. And here's what is really interesting. If you have a family business, well, let's say you got three or four kids, two of them work in the family business, maybe a couple of them don't. You can use these insurance-based strategies, buy-sell agreements, to buy out the other siblings that aren't in the business without selling the property or selling the company. That can be really effective. And by the way, it's a lot cheaper than hiring an entire team of attorneys to figure this junk out. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm not against attorneys. I think proper attorneys are worth absolutely their weight in gold. But having said that, this is a much more efficient way to do that where you can cash out. Here's the last two. You can actually use some property. And this is one of those things that we heard from Ed Slot. So Ed Slot, if you've ever seen this guy, he comes on KET from yeah, time to time. Yeah, I've seen him. Yeah. yeah, he's the self-proclaimed IRA and retirement expert of the planet. <laughs> he knows more about retirement and IRAs than anyone under the sun. And even if you take all that crap out there and the fact he's from the Northeast, even <laughs> if you did that, he really synthesizes things down to, listen, if you do not exploit the tax laws, 
by utilizing insurance, you're missing the boat tremendously. You're screwing your entire family up long term by not considering the use of insurance to mitigate tax losses in the future. And his whole point is you can use insurance to create a tax-free income stream for your entire life. And when you pass away, there's still a tremendous amount of death benefit or, or, or a tax-free benefit that can go to a surviving spouse or kids. That's pretty crazy because if you have a pension and you pass away, number one, is a pension tax-free? No, not usually. And number two, when you pass away, if your spouse passes away, does that pension keep going or have anything left to go to the kiddos? Not usually. You can and use insurance to do that, which is not bad. And the last way that I'm going to say that insurance could be a good thing to consider is if you're fearful that you may have to pay for long-term care. And guys, let me, I want you to hear this. This is very important. I hate long-term care insurance. I have not found that many other products out there that have ripped more people off long-term than long-term care insurance. Having said that, there are some hybrid plans that exist out there where you do not have to pay for long-term care insurance. You're paying for a hybrid life insurance plan, but here's the interesting part. But in the event that you need access to the money, you can pull all the money out and use it while you're living. Oh, okay. Part number two If you happen to die, then there's a guaranteed death benefit tax-free that goes to your heirs. But here's the big one. If you do actually happen to need long-term care, you can, instead of having a death benefit when you're dead, you can use those proceeds, advance them while you're alive, and use the death benefit while you're alive to pay for long-term care. And you did not have to pay a penny for the actual long-term care portion on that. Ah, okay. That is a better way to get long-term care insurance without paying for it because I hate long-term care. But this one says, hey, if you have to use it, you got it. If you never used it, it's a guaranteed benefit down the road. And if you wanted to pull the money out and do whatever you wanted with it because you needed to live off of it, you can do that too. Those things exist. So I took a really cruddy subject matter <laughs> Actually of insurance. But to be honest wow. with you, when you really study the most successful people out there, they got a ton of insurance. It's just the most of the stuff we find around here, high commission, high fee, pile of crap. So if you look through that junk and find the theory behind why you would want to use insurance, then, then you can go through and say, oh, well then where's the cheapest way I can get that done? We do that in our office, but the whole point is to understand that those things exist that's really the starting point. What's the theory you want to achieve first? And then you worry about process first and then products, never the other way around. There's no such thing as a dumb question. Drop us an email with yours at retirementsolutionradio.com. Next today, we want to really talk about that secret to a happy retirement. And mm. John, actually, I went out and asked a few of our listeners to give us their thoughts on what actually makes them happy when they're retired. Having a good financial planner, make it financially able to do things that I enjoy, and God willing, you stay with your help. Uh, just financial security and enjoy my family. This kind of goes back to what you were saying about your grandfather, who had multiple pensions, social security coming in. He knew he was set, and I think that kind of just gives us the flexibility to just go live our lives, right? Well, sure. I mean, if you think about that, if you want a happy retirement you need health first. Yes. You got to have health. Mm-hmm. Health is kind of is the one thing that we all really have to be conscious of, uh, because it doesn't matter how much money you have, doesn't matter how much pension income you have. If you don't have good health, you kind of don't have anything. So you got to knock on wood. And, hey, we got to do the right things too, right? We got to we got to eat right. We got to work out. We got to exercise. We got to stimulate our minds. So that's always important. But really, it is about income. You cannot stay retired if you do not have some form of money coming in. And I know I've given this example several times, but when I talk to 
the happiest people that I know in retirement, the people that I'm always asking, hey, guys, why do you always seem like you get a smile on your face? And there's a couple that these folks are just wonderful people, and they've been clients for a long time. But they are just always uplifting, even when uh, they're dealt a little bit of a blow in life. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know that she's had a little bit of a health concern here recently. But you know what they have? They have a guaranteed income through pensions and Social Security and through the way that their investments are structured. They have guaranteed income from four different income sources. Wow. And here's what they said to me. And, and I've condensed it and I've changed the, the, the way they said it was, John, all we know is that we get paid each and every month to discover what we want to do today or this week or this month or this year. Never in our lives, because we've worked our butts off, did we think we would actually be able to do that. So good Lord willing, and hopefully our health stays up, we would love for this to continue so that we can give more. And they they are givers. They give to their church. They give to their civic organizations. They give so much time because they get new grandbabies that they want to hang out with. And they don't want to be the primary caregiver. It's not like it's a daycare. But when they do take those kids, they give their kids, their parents of the grandchildren, they give them a weekend off. And they enjoy it and they love love it. it. Now, that's what their money affords them. But it's not their money. It's because they have a consistent income stream like my granddad did. That's what gave them happiness. Mm -hmm. They don't have anything to worry about. Sure, maybe their stocks go up or down, you know, one day to the next in some parts of their accounts. But they know for a fact the way that their income is established, they can do whatever they want for the rest of their life. Even if their stocks go to zero, that is happiness. And so what I condense this into, here's a secret about this. Here's secret number one. Income is the outcome. Huh. And what I mean by that, the income in retirement is the desired outcome. It's the goal. We want income to be the goal. We've been told for so long, hey, get this big old pile of money. And when you get that big old pile of money, it's all whopping up there. It's like Mount Everest of Cashville. You just pick at it. You just do a little picking. Pick a pick a little bit here. Pick a little bit there. Well, how much can I pick? 4%. You just pick 4%. You just pick, 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 pick. And you could have the world's greatest existence. And that sounds okay, unless you were picking at that big old pile of money in 2008, and you lost half of it nearly, Mm -hmm. and then it took nine years for it to come back, except for that you were picking at it. Do you see how that can create ulcers? Yeah. Do you see how that creates a little acid reflux, a little indigestion, makes you not feel good? See, this couple didn't have to worry about that. Their income has nothing to do with building a big old Mount Everest in Cashville and then picking at it. See, that is a, a stupid concept that we've been sold by the financial industry so they can sell the mutual funds and their, their variable annuities and their BS. Don't buy it. That's not how it works. Happiness is when you find income to be the ultimate outcome. That's really number one. Income is the ultimate outcome. Number secret number two, it's not what you retire from, it's what you retire to. And amazingly enough, this is kind of that, that, that concept of what Warren Buffett talked about a few segments ago. Warren Buffett said, listen, the secret to my success is that I really love what I'm doing. I'm passionate about it. And I'm surrounded by people that make me feel good about me. They make me feel good in general. What he basically said was, I would never retire from this because what I would go to would probably not be as good as this. So why not stay? And so that's the whole point. A lot of people that I see, and I see this all the time, and especially, I don't know why it happens more with men than it does with women. It just happens to be that way, at least over my experiences. Men will say, I'm tired of working this job. I'm tired of punching this clock. I want to be done with this. What they're talking about is I want to retire from doing this but they haven't given enough thought to what they're going to do after that. And, and we all give the same passing homage to, oh, well, I'm going to play some golf. 
finally hang out with my friends, maybe see the grandkids, maybe travel a little bit. That lasts for about three months, maybe six. And at that point in time, if you're not retiring to something, which is that purpose, you know, God did not put us on this planet to just do this and that. He wanted us to have a purpose. And that's the other thing I would say. So it's not what we retire from. Even if you hate what you're doing, find something you love doing. Even if it's not sitting in a chair and watching reruns of, of Archie Bunker or, or, or Andy Griffith's show, find something you enjoy doing. Because the people that have their, their stuff laid out that they know what they're going to do, they're also happy. So that's secret number two. Here's secret number three, last secret. You need to know your strengths and weaknesses. And you need to seek out others to help you with your weaknesses. Now, here's the way I, I, I do that. Because I have all kinds of clients, and here's what they all say. You know, John... I used to always uh, do my own grass or I used to always change my own oil. And what I realized was is that after I quit working and I had some time on my hands and I could really do this, what I realized is I'm really not very good at it <laughs> and I really don't like it. And in my mind, my realization was, why am I doing this now that I don't have to? I can pay someone to do that so I can spend my time doing what I'd rather do which is maybe they want to you know, build a, a shed. Or I had a client the other day that said, man, I just put up a pole barn, John. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I had two buddies, a couple weekends. We actually put up a pole barn. He goes, I could not tell you how much fun we have. I use oh. it for storage, but we go out there. We, this spring, he said, man, come on out. We're going to do some dances in the pole barn. <laughs> we set it up, man. We're going to have fun. That's and I'm fantastic. Like, that's, that's awesome. But he said, it's all those things that I gave up doing that I wasn't good at. I didn't even huh. want to do it that I gave up. And here's what he said to me that was the most amazing. He goes, John, the reason I'm coming to you is because I'm tired of doing this on my own. I'm tired of doing my own finances. I've heard your show before, and I feel... Like, you know what I'm talking about. I want someone to just take care of my money because I'm not that good at it. It's one of my weaknesses. And not that I can't do it. Yeah. Not that I shouldn't. I know I could save some money if I didn't hire it out. But the idea is, is that I'm not really great at it. And I don't care enough to work hard to make myself good at it. And I thought that's interesting because mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with hiring someone. What it has to do with find the things that you're really, really good at and work on those things. Don't work on your weaknesses. Right. Let's let someone else do our weaknesses. And so why don't you seek that out so you can devote the time to what you really love to do? So secret number one, income is the outcome to be happy in retirement. Secret number two, it's not what you retire from. Happiness is what you need to be retiring to. Find happiness in that. And secret number three is you have to know your strengths and weaknesses because the happiest people do not focus on the weaknesses. They focus on their strengths because that gives them one step better the very next day. Well, if you have questions about any of the secrets we've discussed, hit us up online. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook. Just do a search for Retirement Solution Radio with John Hicks. And of course, don't keep us a secret. Tell your friends about the show too. Seeking out the retirement solution that works for you? Seek us out online at retirementsolutionradio.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if John Hicks is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through John Hicks, Kentucky Insurance License Number 998827.